The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. One of the things that makes Christianity very scandalous to our world it makes it offensive, and this is one of the reasons people reject Christianity, is because it is frank and honest. Jesus speaks plainly. Whenever in the Gospels he says something that everyone can clearly understand and there can be no misunderstanding about, it makes all of his opponents lose their minds. They cannot stand his honesty. The world cannot stand the honesty of the Christian faith, the honesty of God, calling things what they are, calling a spade a spade, calling the situation as it is. And that's one of the things to pay attention to this morning. The world cannot stand Christianity because it acknowledges something that the world would like to ignore altogether, or at least to tell lies about, and that is this. There are lots and lots of things in this life to worry about. There are lots and lots of things that can occupy your minds with anxiety. This world is beset with sin. You are beset by an old sinful nature. The world is broken and decaying. All creation is groaning, waiting for its redemption. And so, as a result, things go wrong. There are plenty of catastrophic things that you could imagine which may, in fact, happen. There's plenty that you could worry about. Our collect, our prayer of the day, acknowledges that. Did you notice what it says? It prays that God would cleanse and defend his church and to preserve his church, that God would preserve his church because if he doesn't do that, we are done for. We cannot continue in safety without God's preservation. If God wasn't holding us in his hands, then all of the things that you might imagine to worry about would in fact just come true. The church acknowledges this. The Christian faith is honest about this. But the world 
It tries to deal with worrisome things in a very dishonest way. I noticed this already when our kids were really little, how my instincts were often to tell them lies about certain things, right? So when a kid is afraid in the middle of the night that a robber is going to break in and steal something from the house, our instinct is to say, well, no, that's, of course that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen, right? To make a promise that I actually can't keep, I can't guarantee it, that no robber is going to come in the middle of the night. My instinct, as our world's instinct is, is to take these worrisome things, somebody else's worries which are not my own, and just tell lies about them. No, that's not something you should worry about. It's unlikely. It's improbable. Don't fret about it. Another way our world tries to tell lies about worrisome things is to offer false cures. So, yes, there are plenty of things that could damage your health, but look, you've got health insurance, we have medical providers, we've got good medicine, we've got all kinds of cures, the world is progressing, you've got nothing to worry about. You've got nothing to worry about. Of course, it's not true. Any one of us could fall ill at any moment with anything that might end our lives. Or we live in a world that says, look, I know it's really difficult, you worry about your kids, don't worry, we'll take care of them for you. We'll take care of your kids for you. We'll teach them what's good. We'll teach them what's right. We'll grow them in wisdom. The world tells lies. Of course, there's lots to worry about with your kids. There's lots of ways that they can go wrong in this world. There's lots of things that are dangerous to them in this world. Of course, there's lots you could worry about. There's another approach the world takes to dealing with worry, and this is, I think, probably far more common, and that is distraction. So this is where drugs and alcohol and diversions and weekend plans that are full of all kinds of different things and schedules that are packed to the brim with things to occupy your minds, this is where all of that comes in because it takes your mind. That kind of busyness, that kind of numbing takes your mind off of all of the things that you could and perhaps should worry about. Our world takes the worrisome things of this life and deals deceptively with them. One of the things that we have seen, especially of late, in the way that the media treats our world is to take advantage of all the things you could worry about. So knowing full well that you all are prone to worry, as we all are, and that there are lots of things we could worry about, the media or whatever powers there might be says, hey, I've got an idea. I'm going to give you something to worry about. I will show you what you should worry about. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to what I'm telling you to pay attention to. Pay attention to the economy. Pay attention to national politics. Pay attention to international politics. Pay attention to whatever it is that we will tell you to worry about, and then we can capitalize on your worry. You see how the world knows that there's lots you could worry about, and it knows that we are prone to worry, and so it is deceptive. It does what it can either to hide those worries or to take advantage of our ease in worrying, how quickly and how easily we do that. The world is not honest. Christianity, the Christian faith, Jesus himself is painfully honest. There's a lot you could worry about. There's a lot that can go wrong in this life. But there's another factor that is often missed in our worry, and that is we so often worry about the wrong things. We pick the wrong things to worry about. Jesus deals with this very boldly when he's talking to his disciples, he says, Do not fear, do not fear those who can destroy your body, but fear rather him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. 
If you're going to pick something to worry about, if you're going to spend your mind on anxiety, you shouldn't worry about those who can hurt your body. You should worry about what's going to happen to your body and soul after you die. It's like Jesus is saying, look, you're running from a grizzly bear. I don't know why this example came to mind. You're running from a grizzly bear and you're worried about scuffing your shoes on the roots in the forest. No, you've got a grizzly bear you're running from. Your soul is at stake. Your eternal life is at stake. And you're worried about what you're going to eat and what you're going to drink. You're worried about what people think about you. You're worried about how life is going to go for you. You're going to worry, you're going to worry about your comfort and ease. You're worried about your job. Jesus says you're worried about all the wrong things. The world is dishonest, and we have bad perspective about what we should worry about. Jesus draws our attention to that this morning when he says to you, when he says to you, do not be anxious. Now, in the world of pop psychology, in the world of everyone who knows someone who worries, it is the last thing you should do, isn't it? To say to somebody who's worried, don't worry. <laughs> How helpful is that? To say to somebody who's anxious, don't be anxious. It's like saying to somebody who's depressed, hey, chin up, cheer up, don't be depressed. What good does that do for a person? Of course, it doesn't do any good if you or I say it. If I say to you, don't worry, then I'm just in the same position that I would be in if I told my kids that nothing bad is ever going to happen to them. It'd be a lie. I can't promise that. But listen to who it is that is saying to you, do not worry. It's not me. It's Jesus himself. He says to you, do not worry. And he says it to you knowing full well all of the things that you could worry about. He's not saying to you they are trivial. He's not saying to you they're not problems. But he is saying to you, I have come to deal with those things. So you're worried about your health. Christ has come to give you eternal life. So you're worried about your children. Christ has come to give promises to you and your children and your children's children. So you're worried about how this world is going. Christ has come to make all things new. And so do not worry, Jesus says, not because there's nothing to worry about, but do not worry because he has come to deal with all of those things. And so it is at this point that there is another bit of honesty that is really painful. It's painful even for Christians. There are only two options. There are only two roads. Either to devote ourselves to worry and anxiety, to trying to make a way for ourselves in this life, to deal with our own problems, to solve our own problems, to manufacture our own cures, either to do it on our own and let worry have its way with us, or to trust in Jesus, to cast all of our anxieties on him, to let him carry our burdens because he wants to, and because he wants to give you mercy. Jesus says you cannot serve both God and mammon. You cannot trust in God, you cannot trust in Jesus, and trust in yourself to deal with your own problems. You can either keep your worries, or you can give them to God. You cannot have it both ways. You can either grumble and fret and spend yourself trying to make your own way in this life, or you can pray. You can take the things that trouble you, the things that you fear, the things that concern you, the things that occupy your attention, and you can entrust them to Jesus. You can either seek first this life, 
and the things of this life. Or you can seek first the kingdom of God. Notice what Jesus says. This is amazing, and I don't think we ever take it seriously enough how often Jesus says things absolutely, and how absolute his promises are. The end of the lesson, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of the things that you have worried about, all of the things that might be taken from you, all of the things that you fear, they will also be dealt with in Christ. It's not a maybe. It's not, look, if you trust in Jesus, you'll have a better shot. It's not maybe things will work out better for you. Your odds will improve. No, it's certain. Seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added to you. That is, you will lack no good thing from God if you seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, of course, the contrary is also quite true. Pay attention to this. If you do not seek first the kingdom of God, if you put the things of this life first, all bets are off. You are not entrusting yourself to God. You are not holding fast to his promises. You are quite on your own, and we know how that will go for you. So do not do that. Seek first the kingdom of God and listen to his promises. All these things will be added to you. What does it mean to seek God's kingdom? Well, in the first place, it's what you're doing right here this morning. Thank God that all of you are here this morning seeking his kingdom. Think about all of the other things that you could be doing. I don't have to list them for you. You know them. And yet here you are seeking God's kingdom. All the rest will be added to you. Here you are praying, offering your petitions to God. Together we are delivering our worries to God, our anxieties to him. We're casting them on him and he bears them for us together. That is what it means to seek God's kingdom. To hear and believe his word. To listen to what he says and not what the world says. To listen to what he says and not what your own heart says or your neighbors or your friends or your family. To listen to him. That is what you are doing this morning. Seek first his kingdom. Hide yourself in the wounds of Jesus. Look at the crucifixion of Jesus. Look at this cross where you can see in his hands and in his feet and in his side holes in his body out of which his blood poured covering all your sins. You can hide yourself in him. His blood covers all of your sins. It cures all of your ills. You are safe in him. That's where you live, in Christ, by baptism into his death. And so while there, all, while there are all kinds of things that you could worry about, by Christ's death and resurrection, he has shown that you are more valuable to him than anything else. He gave up all that he had to save you from all of those things that could worry you, to deliver you from sin, death, and the devil. Cling to him. Listen to his promises. Belong to him. Serve him. Have him as your master. You can think of the Christian life as a sort of contest for your soul. In baptism, a side was chosen. You were placed on God's side. He gave you his name. He marked you and made you his own. But your whole life long, you've got enemies that are trying to draw you away, that are trying to make you serve them instead of God. Pay attention to that. We've talked about that these last several weeks. The desires of your flesh, your own sleazy defense lawyer inside of you. Do not pay attention to them. Listen to Jesus. 
and deal with your worry in this way. Thank God that because you've been redeemed, because you've been washed, because you've been given a hope in God's promises and in his salvation, you now know what worry is. It's a temptation. It's a temptation to love yourself, to try to save yourself. And so when you see yourself worrying, consider it to be like alarm bells going off. Here's my enemy showing up now. What should I do? What do you do when you are attacked, when you are assaulted by the devil? You repent. You turn away from whatever sinful thing is before you and you turn back to Christ. When you see worry before your eyes, when you see yourself starting to become anxious, when you see yourself concerned about the things of this life instead of the things of the kingdom of God, thank God that you have seen it and turn away. Turn back to Christ. Hear again his words and his promises. Listen again how clearly he loves you, how much he loves you, how much he has done for you, how you are like those heavenly sparrows. Did you think of this during the gospel lesson? Jesus says, consider the sparrows, the sparrows which are in the heavens. Now, there's a play on words there. Of course, they're in the heavens. That is, they live in the sky, but they're also in the heavens because their lives are entrusted to Jesus. That's you. You're like the heavenly sparrows. You live in the company of your heavenly Father. He is with you all the time, caring for you, delivering to you every good thing that he won for you through Christ. And he will certainly bring you home. He will certainly fill you with all good things. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and believe his promises. To God alone be all glory now and forever. Amen.